0: That summer of 1974, the month I turned 20, I found myself working as a wrangler at a dude ranch in the Absaroka Mountains. The nearest town, Cody, Wyoming, was 56 miles away on a dirt road over the 8,000-foot Dead Indian Pass. Navajo rugs in turquoise and black hung on the walls, with an old grizzly skull above the fire crackling deep in the stone hearth. Through the television static, a crowd of guests and fellow ranch hands could barely make out the signal bouncing off the hovering mountains. President Richard Nixon was offering his tortured explanation for leaving office in the face of impeachment and a likely conviction. I saddled horses for wealthy East Coast dudes by day, then played poker down by the Creekside campfires most nights. My only prior interest in politics had been watching nervously as my older brothers maneuvered their way around the Vietnam War draft. Otherwise, Washington seemed a distant land, utterly foreign and unapproachable. The raw emotion of Nixon's delivery, all jowls and dark gesticulation, fascinated me as we watched. You couldn't make this stuff up. Not even a Shakespeare or an Ibsen could. Nixon's anger at his fate was palpable. The stakes of his decision were so profound, the uncertainties for the nation's future so real, no president had ever quit before, that my curiosity about the political arena was piqued. What was this great drama unfolding in Washington, this contest of good versus evil? A tragedy of mythic proportions, it involved misplaced hopes and hubris, patriotism gone bad, and a struggle to shape the nation's course that had collapsed in spectacular failure. Who were the men and women who had brought down this all-powerful King Richard, he of the forty-nine state majority? I needed to know. The questions careened about in my head later as I stumbled down the trail to fish out cans of beer from our stash in the creek. Who were these people who make life a political contest? How could you get into the arena? I was just a sophomore heading back to an experimental college in Amherst. I felt as insignificant as any of the thousands of stars that overflowed the black Wyoming sky. Washington seemed so many miles away. Less than a year later, I was there, inside the U.S. Capitol. In just three years, I would find myself at the White House standing ramrod straight at the center of power, watching in the cabinet room as a different president signed a major nuclear policy bill I'd helped write. If anyone at the dead Indian ranch that night had foretold such developments, I would have thought they were crazy. If anyone had gone on to predict a time when I would work as a Nixon family lobbyist, that I would witness his family's tears and feel just a piece of their horror, then I would have known they were hallucinating. Why do people choose a career in public policy? What makes political contest such an attraction? Why did working in Washington hold my interest for so many years? I could not have answered any of these questions that crisp August night four decades ago. Upon reflection, however, the truth seems clear. It was the people who drew me in.